When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to this week's Everton Fan Podcast on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. You are listening to The View from the Gladys Street and I'm your host, Ian Kroll. I'm joined this week by Connor Bennett. How are things, Connor? All right, you? Yeah, uh, very good. Um, finishing off the lineup, we have Mark Crotty. How are you, Mark? Evening, all right. Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad at all, um, lads. It's it's been a it's horrid few weeks to be a blue, um, culminating on Saturday in a fourth straight league defeat away to Burnley. Um, I just want to get both of your opinion. We'll go round the table. Um, Connor, we'll start with you. Um, where are you at at this moment in time with Marco Silva and Everton? What, what are you What are you feeling? Uh, Frustrated, upset, just anything that's like negative towards Everton at the minute, really. Um, in terms of whether like silver in, silver out, still silver in, but I don't know how much longer that will persist if the results carry on the way they are. Not the, like the results, but the performances as well just don't sort of help his cause. So it's like I feel like we get to this, we've at this point now, we're like the past three or four seasons where we just become proper, can't be bothered with them now. We'll deal with it in two weeks' time when the international break finishes. And I think that's sort of a terrible atmosphere to have for so long at a club because you end up looking over your shoulder and start thinking about relegation is like a serious possibility now and what's going to happen to the club moving forward are we going to start sacking managers every six months and so many temporary managers but I don't know it's sort of a really weird situation with Evan like fall, not falling out of love but they're starting to do me as a more than like, normal yeah Mark would you, do you agree with that would you are you concerned that you know, if Silver was to be sacked in the coming weeks, we would, you know, the, the stigma of a sacking club would, would stick. Yeah. Um, oh, you just don't know where to start, do you? Your head's going round in circles all the time. Um, as regards to the Burnley performance, thought it was like a bit of a poor first half in general, wasn't it? Just like neither side really took the initiative. I thought it was, oh, we should have scored with a good chance. Um, but then the, the game was dictated then by a stupid individual mistake or error which is just defining our season I think again uh, with Seamus Coleman just didn't need to do what he'd done put us under pressure put us on the back foot and at, at that point there was only going to be one minute um, and you know you could have put your mortgage on it being a set piece as well couldn't you at Burnley um, so frustration again um, and where I stand at the moment is I'm sort of with Connor. I'm like if it's an eight or nine game losing running, it's it's really disastrous in that respect. Then there's there's no turning back. It, it's it's a four game losing run, including one of those games with City. The, the results against Bournemouth, Sheffield United, and Burnley are poor. Performances were poor, and I get the alarm. I'm alarmed. Everyone, if you're not alarmed, then you're not a football fan, are you? Mm. But is it justifiable enough to be sacked? Um, at this point, no. I think he's got a few more games. I think he's got West Ham, Brighton, and Watford. Me. Um, to show that um, actually we we can say in this round and we can start you know playing good football and getting some good results. Uh, 
So how ironic would it be that the Watford game would be his potential last one? So I, I'm not, I'm not of, I'm not the, um, I'm not sacking him yet, but I am concerned and I'm worried. But for me, there's loads of mitigating circumstances, loads of other concerns in it. The manager gets the flack, doesn't he, all the time? Every club's down to the manager, but there's so many other things we can talk about here that have gone against us or against him or are other people's fault. Um, and obviously I want to talk about that you're on the podcast now yeah. but that's where I stand at the moment I'd say yeah well we'll definitely come on to that and obviously bring it up if I, if I forget to, to mention it but Connor I mean Silver didn't help himself did he before Burnley you know he, he actually gave quite a a decent press conference beforehand you know I wouldn't say it was as, as much as a, a rallying cry but he did say it was a must win game you know don't put that that pressure on yourself yeah. beforehand because if you lose then you just look like an idiot yeah, and I, I, to be honest, I can't think of many, even like last season when we were under pressure, where he came out and said, oh, this is a must win or we must like take three points here. He, he always said the performances must be better. Like, uh, I think we said like pre-card of last season when that was sort of the turn round, he was like, this must be better than it was. But he's never really, as you say, made that rally and cry. And, and to be honest, I don't know where that's going to come from in the squads as much as like a leader stepping up because Seamus Coleman's not going to do it now because he's suspended and then... Jordan Pickford on international duty, and I can't see anyone like. Oh, sorry, Sigurdsson made it, didn't he, the other day? But it's not sort of like we need to pick ourselves up. Like that's boring now. Like seeing people on social media, like players on social media after the game, we need to work harder and we need to play better. Like there's all there's as much as you can say it, but you haven't done it, and that, that's been for far too long. And that's why we are in a four game losing run, and now looking at like in two weeks' time another defeat if 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 that obviously happens and. I don't know. It's it's, it's fr- just as again frustrating. Like where where you go with them and what sort of needs to change. As Mark said, there there's been a load of mitigating factors in why we've been playing poor. But at the end of the day, the book stop was stops with the manager and he's the one who's got to turn it around. And he can probably say next week when they come back, this is another must win. But how many must wins are there before it becomes a must sack? Shall we say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mark, you you've. Been you know very much pro silver a lot along with me mainly just due, due down to you know stability and, and, and the project but you know when a man is is not winning football matches and effectively losing football matches was was this not the ideal time to just say okay you, you know you've tried your best just just with the international break two two week periods and in the next game it's it's a home game um, was it not not the ideal time to to just part ways with them. I think it would have been harsh at that point. So just as I say, if you look at the, there's been two blocks of five so far, hasn't it? So the first five, we we think we won three, drew one and lost one. And even in the one we drew and lost at Palace and Villa, we had massive chances to score goals and get better results in them games. Okay, we never played well, uh, granted, but there were still big chances. I can think of Sigurdsson and Coleman at Palace. I can think of Walcott and Calvert Lewin. Put them chances away with which which sides with strikers and people who can score goals. And say we we have been sitting in the top two or three. The next block of five that's come, and obviously we were through in the cup, which I will mention it because Everton sides of the past just have lost these games. Yet, so let's let's be honest. We we picked a strong side and we went through. The next block of five where everyone thought right. Because we went into the international break against Wolves, beat them, which I thought was a good game, played well, went into it six, didn't we? Went in top six going into that international break, and I thought, right, we'll go and push on now. People are settling down, great. <clears throat> What's happened since is just like 
it's 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 just Everton. It's just it's just Everton, and I thought we were getting away from that. Um, for in fact, City wasn't a bad performance, and we just thought you're gonna get you're gonna get outclassed by City, if, especially if it's an open game. We had chances. Yeah, we did again. We had chances again, and. I just feel that that these four games that we've just watched in the Premier League of 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 being a bit soul destroying because you just thought, oh, this is the chance to push on. Everyone's beating everyone, and even now we're sitting in eighteenth. We're only a couple of wins off top six again, aren't we? It's that tight. So that's why I think if if we were adrift and sort of you know looking at the table, thinking, oh my God, we're miles away, I'd be thinking we need a change. No, we're not. We're a couple of results away from the quarter-final of the League Cup and, and being back in the top again. So that's why I think he'll get this chance to maybe over the next two or three games um, turn that around. But I think that the deadline will be the Watford game um, at 100%. And, and we can't lose one and win one. And he's, he's got to win. Yeah, because if, if, you know, if, you, if you beat West Ham and you're kind of prolonging something that inevitably yeah. is going to come to an end at some yeah. point if, if it carries on the way it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Connor, can you pinpoint exactly where... We we fallen down, or did you think from the minute the transfer window closed, this was always inevitably going to happen because of the the poor transfer window that we've had? No, I'll be honest, I, once the window shut, I was quite positive like that we were going to kick on and start playing quite well. I thought like start season we, we were all right, like we sort of not kicked on where we were last season when we were thought well we're not going to get beaten these games, but we weren't terrible, you know what I mean? And then what? Well, uh, it must. It had to be Villa because that, like that, that was all the pressure of like, oh, you can go third tonight. No, sorry, you can go top of the league, and this will be uh, four, three or four games with a clean sheet to start the season for the first time in hundred odd years or something. And I think that was like the pressure got to them, and I think that has been a big point for Villa and then the internet the following international break because he's not sort of been able to run with the squad because Gabaman looked like he was about to start start breaking in. He got injured. Gomes got injured, and then he's not sort of figured out whether he wants Keane or or Calvert Lewin to lead the line. Start keeps giving Walcott chances, which is mad. And then it's sort of like the squad, the the rigid back line, and the squads that was last season's gone. Like which is weird because remember I can't we so again came on after that mythical seventeen day period last season where it was like the set pieces sorted. Yeah, so like that's gone again, and I don't know. Like you can't say what's happened at Finch Farm. Say, well, that's gone wrong, and that that's why now he's changing things. But it's sort of he's gone back to that run where we were so poor, and he's now looking for the answer to get back to where we were, where we were beating United, Chelsea, Arsenal at home. And I don't know if he's going to be able to turn it around like that in the next two weeks. I mean, were you positive, Mark, when the transfer window closed? Because I'll be honest, I I completely disagree with Connor. I was not positive whatsoever. I'm not saying I predicted this run of results, but. I just felt it was a complete opportunity missed. Mm. I felt we were going to end up, um, our team was just going to be mid-table and not win, not win a cup. We, we might have a, an all right cut run, but in terms of challenging top four, top six, there was no chance of us doing that after that transfer window uh, closed. Agree with you, mate. This is the mitigating circumstances I'm talking about. Silver had publicly said all summer what he wanted. Now, I know every manager doesn't get what they want, but he'd settled in. Um, we knew... Zuma had gone back to Chelsea, and so all since all somebody said we we want Zuma. I'm not hiding it, but if we don't get Zuma, there are alternatives. We want, and he said that word mm. for word. That's what what we need a pacey centre half. He also said I wanted 
uh, another midfielder to replace Schneider. It was clear he wanted Schneider to go and he wanted Decore in. That was last minute, and I don't know if that was just to do with finances or whatever, but he wanted another midfielder of that ilk who can cover any of them midfield positions and has got loads of energy and presence about him. He also said, I want a left-footed forward because if I'm going to play in a three, I want a left-footed forward from the right cutting in and being able to create chances and let the, the fallback go. So he's set out what he wants. Um, we delivered none of them. Moise Keane's for the future. Moise Keane's not for now. We delivered absolutely none of them. So we've actually said to him, right, your club captain's gone, Jagge Elke. Um, Just, was that a mistake in itself that Jags go? Possibly Obviously. not, as, as long as we got the third centre-half again, because Holgate would have been the replacement fourth centre-half. And I'm not a massive fan of Holgate, but for the odd game, fair enough, which is all Jags had really, wasn't it, last season? But we had to get that centre-half in. So losing Zoom and not replacing him is absolutely criminal now, isn't it, for this season? Um, then in midfield, he got... Delph, Gomez and Gabamon. Now, Gomez and Gabamon are ultimately 100% going to be his first choice midfielders. They've played together once so far this season. We've played Schneider week in, week out again. And people are saying, oh, do this and do that. I back Silver and he has to play Schneider. Who else can he play? Mm. Tom Davis can't play that role. Delph can't play that role. So he has to. He doesn't want to, but he's, he's having to at the moment. Then up front, we've we've got a severe lack of goal scorers, haven't we? Someone who knows where the net is. And, you know, it, it's a cliche, isn't it? But it's so true. Calvert-Lewin's got some nice facets to his game, but he's never going to be a 20-goal-a-season striker. Moise Keane might in two or three years. Tosin's not mobile enough. I'm struggling to find a way sort of two or three strikers in the Premier League at a club. Even Norwich have got Pukki who scores goals, you know what mm. I mean? Everyone's got a goal scorer by us. So they're me mitigating circumstances for Silva. On the other side, it's like, right, okay, you've played 4-2-3-1 since you came to the club. There's been periods where we where we are now in a slump. Um, and he plays with Gilfie Sigurdsson as a 10. Now, you know my thoughts on Gilfie Sigurdsson. I just don't think he, he's up to it. I don't think he's good enough. And I don't think he's mobile or, or agile enough. To play enough. To play in that system. Yeah. So try something different. I don't think the answers lie within the squad. Yeah, I think we've got to wait till the summer's January in the window next year, but at least show the fans that you recognise that this isn't working and try something different. Now, I read a piece from Greg O'Keefe in The Athletic, which was really good, saying that Silver actually set out at the start of the season. His ambition was to play 4-3-3 with Gomez, Gabamon yeah. and Delph, and then a front three of Iwobi, Richarlison and either Keane or Calvert-Lewin. Now, what? Why can't he do that now? Why can't he try that now? Mm. He's waiting for Gomez and Gabam, and I get that they're injured, but but try it. Show the fans that the Sutton, you've got as one senior centre forward in Tosin, um, who, who whether people like him or not, clearly can't lead the line on alone. But try him in a two or a three. Just try different things because then I think if he'd done that and we still continue to lose games, at least fans would have some sympathy with him and saying actually his hands are tidy. He's tried everything. But did, the quality did, of the squad's not there. Did he not, obviously, albeit for a very short period of time against Sheffield United, try two up front? It, yeah, but Sheffield United had the lead, didn't he? So mm. they had something to hold on to mm. when we start with that. And I think that's my gripe with Silver at the moment. I don't think it's a sackable offence yet, and I, I don't think that I would sack him yet because of it. But he has to try. Now, if, we, if I see that team sheet at half 11 on Saturday, we week on Saturday, and it's 4 2 3 1 with Sigurdsson as a 10, might as well go home. Because it's not going to work. We know it's not working. Um, as senior players in the side, the likes of Schneider and Sigurdsson who are down that spot of the side, that they're, they're, they're so uninspiring. It's, there's just nothing there from them. 
I don't even think the work rate's there from Sigurdsson anymore, never mind the quality. So with that, you've got an isolated centre forward who just can't get into the game, whether we want whether we think he's good enough or not. So try something different, try four four two, try Richarlison up front with one of them or there's there's loads of little things you can still try, whether we think that the quality's there or not. Because I personally don't think all the answers lie within this squad yet. That's obviously Marcel Brand's job next year. But at least give the fans something and say, oh, do you know what, we've got two up front today, let's see how this works. Or he's going to try the 4-3-3 and we're going to just say, right, you know, you three, you stick up front and give the opposition something to think about. Because at the moment, I'm just seeing one isolated centre-forward with hardly any service. And then when we do create a chance, I think... We're snatching at them because we're thinking, when's my next chance coming? And we're missing gill sets and opportunities. So it's like a vicious cycle, isn't it? And it just it just winds me up that way. So we've got the mitigating circumstances and I'll back silver over that. But come on, try something different now. Because this is just, uh, people are just looking at the team sheet before the game and they're just going, oh, you can hear the selective sigh in the pub when you see and you hear the team sheet, you know what I mean? So anyway, I was a little rant there, but I think, yeah, <laughs> that that's... That's what. I, that's how I'm looking at it at the no, moment. No, no, I, I, I don't think um, many people would would disagree with you. To be honest, I mean, Connor, in, in your opinion, obviously, we, as Mario just said, we're all saying do something different. Yeah. Is he is he being stubborn, Silver? Is he? Can he just not see what, what what's going on? Does he just think I haven't got the options to, to change it? Um, three things there that I've said that I mean, there, there could be more, you know, circumstances around it. But why is he is he not? You know, starting at, at least starting games, doing something different. Is he scared to do it? I don't know. I wish we had the answer to that. Uh, I think sort of maybe he is a bit stubborn and a bit like arrogant and that it works and he wants it to carry on working and stuff like that. But I also think that he sort of t- thinks that if he starts throwing different teams out every week, it looks like he's panicking and then he's sort of under more pressure because he did it last season where he put Sigurdsson out wide against Watford and obviously it doesn't work because he can't play, he can barely play as a 10, never mind as a winger. Mm. So, and then he got a lot of flack after that. So I don't know if he wants to start throwing things at the wall and going, well, that doesn't work, so so what, what else am I meant to do? So that's when you can sort of point out like he hasn't got the resources, but he does need to do something different. As Mark said there, nail on the head, once that team sheet comes out every week and I see Sigurdsson and Schneiderlin, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, we may as well just give up and give the three points up at two o'clock. So what what options, though, have we got then in terms of, obviously, not have for Sigurdsson not to play as the number 10, not even to be in the team? I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I'd So have. if we were going to go the 4-3-3, obviously, you know, the back five, including the goalkeeper. Because it, in all fairness, he's been hamstrung by injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hasn't yeah. He? he hasn't been helped help by that. But he can't... <laughs> He can't wait till January now because effectively now he's he's one game at a time. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I think if he get beat against West Ham, he's, he's out the door. Possibly, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. So it's it's one game at a time now, and even Delft Delft might not be fifth for um, the West Ham <laughs> game now, now which is obviously just typical Everton. Gabbana's not going to be well, fifth yeah, since Wolves. He's been very. I don't think anyone's been shining light, have they? There would have been. I, I don't like. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a Tom Davis fan, but. For the sh- for shape purposes, he would have been the best one to fit in there and have a three in the middle, mm. and then because and it's more about what Tom Davis does for the three then because he allows a th- a three up front in that in you know what I mean. So if he's playing in in, in three in midfield, um, with Delphin Schneider and Jordan Gomez and Gabamans injuries, it almost allows then to say right, okay, we've got three midfielders who are hard working. Schneider can sit. 
Delph and Davis are the busy bodies, and we can say to the front three, then, do you know what? Iwobi, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, there's a choice of five there, maybe, to, to say, right, OK, you're going to be a genuine front three. The two sort of players around the main one, I want you to play in between. The centre-half and the full-back, you're not moving. Let mm. them think about us. Let's have some pressure. Let's have some something to hit. If we want to play direct, there's three... There's three people to hit, not just one anymore. If we want to play like the fullbacks up the pitch, there'll be more space because we've got more inside forwards. It's more or less an old side inside forward, isn't it? Um, and just give the opposition something to think about. At the moment, we're not giving the opposition something to think about. They're just it's the, I could set up a team to play against Devon at the moment. You defend a, a deep line. Look away, Sheffield United did. Deep line, yeah. and you will get a chance from a set piece or yeah, on the yeah. counter. Don't concede early, and you'll beat us. I've said it. Time and again, I don't even think our high press, high line existed in itself no. anymore. But when we have possession of the ball, the defence bring it out. And if we've got it on the halfway line, we'll end up passing it to a midfielder, Sigurdsson. <clears throat> and then because Premier League defences are so well set up these days and organised, it'll inevitably either go back or go wide and then just come in for the cross, mm-hmm. which most of the time they're dealing with. But I think that's why Carvert-Lewin's been getting... The odd goal because he's he's good in the air. He's he's tall and he's, yeah, yeah. he's obviously getting on the end of some of these crosses. But it's it's not enough, is it? Like the start, right. the, the type of play that we're trying to do. I don't even know what it is. I think well, the, I think last season, Connor. I don't know what you think. I thought when we settled after February, um, and we had that bit of a high line, but we had recovery pace in Zuma and Gay. Mm. So Gay was that deep that actually, if anyone got in behind, he was actually behind the defense sometimes sweeping up. We haven't adapted to losing them through the season. We're still playing the same shape playing the same line, high line, but almost hanging Keane and Mina out to dry at the moment for me because they, they've got no pace. And if you just a simple ball around the side of them at the moment and they're done, anyone with a bit of pace, they're done. I can name that, you know, the Bournemouth goal, a little ball over the top, uh, the Villa goal, a little ball around the side, uh, the Sheffield United ball goal. You know, I can, I can name those examples because they're too high. So I'd almost go deeper at the moment and say to them, right, okay, Let's cut out that. Let's stop the space in behind us, um, and let's start bringing teams out a little bit so we can hit them on the break. Well, it's all, yeah, it's all counter attacking football. Yeah, We've got the pace to do that. We've got yeah. some players there that we can almost do that. But what my frustration is, what we were just saying then, is that he's not trying. That we're just saying this is four two three yeah. one. I'm going to play with a high line, and and that's it. And it's like right, okay. If you keep doing that, you're going to get sacked, mate. Yeah. Whether I back you or not, because you're going to get beat more times than not. Did Connor, so, did Connor not have a point though? I mean, we, we've had this time and time again. We've had it with Martinez more so. Mm-hmm. We've had it under Cumin. Um, you know, we had it under Allardyce. A manager who just comes in with a, a style mm-hmm. of player philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he if he starts changing things around after a couple of defeats, does it look like he's then panicking? Does it look well? Does it because? What do you think? <laughs> I, I I think it does. I think that was what led to Cumin getting sacked. Like he had that sort of same four three three well five at the back at times. And once he started messing about with it, that that was the end. Of, that was the end of him. And Alzheimer's never changed it because obviously you know what you're going to get with him. But I don't think Silva since day one has wanted to change it. He wants this four three three to work. I mean four two three one to work. And as as you said there, the uh, Gregor Keith thing where he wants the four three three to work. But even. The four three three. If he wants that, never did that last season. I can't name a no. point at last season where he tried a different system. It was it's always been four two three one. So I don't. He needs to not like root it out, but he needs to at least change it for West Ham. And if I think if they get a performance against West Ham, probably get a bit more time. Even if you get 
got beat one 0 let's say. We got another week because he's tried something different. But he, I, I don't think he can go in. He could have gone into these last four games and gone. Well, this week I'm playing four four two. This week I'm playing four three one. This one the four two three one. This one I'm playing four three three. That wouldn't. That would have just. That would have been it. The would have pressure would have been on far too much because someone would have piped up at the end of the game and gone. You are changes every week. You haven't got a clue. Mm. I think that's why he doesn't want to change. I think he is stubborn in the one he wanted to work. He wants. The, the, his system to work as I said with Martinez and that but he doesn't he, he can't I don't know if he, he if he can see what we can see with the problem because mm. I, I, th- I think I think he can because he changed it in the cup where he played uh, Bernard as a 10 I think that works in a 4-2-3-1 the league cup sorry yeah the league cup yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think he's more mobile than Sigurdsson and he, he can drop alright fair enough we haven't played the greatest teams in the world in Lincoln and Sheffield Wednesday well he's been dropped off the face of the earth since then yeah, Bernard. Yeah, no, I, well, yeah, yeah. Has he been sick? Yeah, because he was going to start against um, City and pulled out Hill. Mm. So, so we're here. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I think he can play as a ten. I think a Wobie could play as a ten. But I think mm. you get you. I think the the added need of pace up front needs to terrify teams to 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 come out and try and beat us up. Yeah. And I think he need and he needs the pace, as you said at the back, the recovery pace. And I think that is going to be with Coleman getting us off for Sadibi now. Because Sadibi is quick. I don't know. He didn't have the greatest defensive performance against Lincoln for me, but he was quick. And I thought, well, if someone starts to knock that ball around Keane when he plays on the right, he can sweep in together. I thought he was quite quick on that. So I think we need to see what he's like at the Prem level. And then if he can do it, then I think that's not going to be all the be all and end all and the answer to all the problems. But it sort of ticks a box in what needs to change moving forwards. I mean, Silva's approach and his stubbornness is—it's almost worse than what Martinez has done because he should have seen what previous managers have done in the past and seen how it's failed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sick to death of, you know, the right thing should be we need to get a manager in with a philosophy. You know, you only have a philosophy if you're Pep Guardiola because you know you've got millions of pounds <laughs> and you know you know you're a tactical genius. Mm-hmm. I just want someone who can come in and win football matches and if need to adapt, you know, adapt to your players. Mm-hmm. You know, Pep Guardiola can build a multi-billion pound squad and make those players adapt to his system. Silver can't do that because we haven't got the, you know, the players to do it and quite clearly we haven't got the players to do it. It's it's just if he carries on the way he's going, and obviously he's going to get sacked, but he needs shooting as well <laughs> because <laughs> you know he's seen previous man what previous managers have done in the past. To be honest with you, I've been saying to me, mates, he's shooting himself in the foot at the moment because he has got a chance to sort of get through to January and get through to next summer, um, where undoubtedly the summer clear out, which still needs finishing next season, by the way. But it would have cleared the decks a lot this year and allowed us to potentially go and spend again next year. Um, so he he has to just show that actually we're going in the right direction. And if we add on to that next year, there's a potential for a really good side, isn't it? So he's shooting himself on the foot by being that stubborn because I just think that people will lose faith and fans are losing faith quickly. Aren't I mean, we're sitting here as sort of on the fence, sort of pro, give him yeah. a few more games. But we know that there's a lot of fans out there who want him out now. Um, and that's one or two more games away from being... 100% of the fan base saying mm. oh, and then I'm worried then because people have, the, the names are being banded around at the moment and I'm like oh, no not really you know there's just not, there's, it, it's a bit of a well, I'd, I'd say chronic sort of managerial market at the moment and who's 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 proven people have talked about Benitez um, I'm not sure some Blues would be happy with that but I think the financial bailout to get him back from China would be too much for the club, I think. Mm. Um, Mourinho, could you think of a 
bigger ego to come in and actually cause chaos within Everton. I, I just don't think it's realistic, you know, though, with yeah, Mourinho. I do think Rafa's realistic. I, I think the finances of, of that would be really mm. hard. I, do, I mean, I, I don't, you don't know the ins and outs of it. Mm. Effectively, is he going to be happy where he is in China? I know he's on multi-million pound, but, you know, for me, I'm not advocating for, you know, for Benitez to come, but I, th- I feel that if Silva was to go, he would be the the choice because he's proven in the Premier League, he's won trophies, and he's probably the most realistic out of a, a top four manager. But you're right on what you've just said, though, is that he's like, Silva's saying, I'm playing 4 2 three, one, and then I've got these players. What he should be saying is like, what, what best shape and best system and best style can I get results out of this set of players I've got now? Whether... The mitigating circumstances there or not, whether I feel sorry for him that we didn't get him the centre half and the centre forward is irrelevant because he's got that group of players now and he has to say to them, right, how am I going to get that? Not just carry on playing how we felt left off last season because how we left off last season, we've lost, well, three important players really. We've lost Zuma, we've lost Gay, and, and Gomez has only played two games. Mm. So, they, I mean, that's being ripped out. So three you your major players out your yeah, team, yeah. isn't so it? So you really? can't carry on playing the way you did. Mm. When you haven't got them players anymore, there's no recovery pace. If, so, as I say, if someone knocks Bill behind behind Mina and Keane now, and Schneiderlin's the one recovering as well, it, 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 we're, we're done, we're doomed. Well, Schneiderlin, I've mentioned this plenty of times, he, he offers he's not and going forward, does he? But he, he's just a, he's just a tidy player who'll pass the ball five yeah. yards. At, we were talking the other day about um, when Mina and Keane had the ball at Bernie, and it's happened all season, and even Delphin Schneiderlin. I felt for them a bit because I had to come wide because Sigurdsson standing behind his marker with his hand up like a 12-year-old schoolboy, right? And Dominic Alvaloon's about 30 yards further forward with two centre-halves up his backside. Where are we meant to go? Do you know what I mean? There's the movement's rubbish. Richarlison's taking out the game at the moment because he's hugging the right such line. I want him in the box all the time. Mm. He's almost like a Tim Cale for me where I want him to score goals, get in in the box and get break in behind the defence and stuff. He's never there no more because he's, he's hugging that right such line and... There's just so many little things wrong at the moment for me that that could easily be adjusted, that could give us a better chance of winning games. I'm not saying we'll win, give us better chance of winning, and it's just frustrating the life out of me at the moment that that we're not even trying it. Well, if you can see that, why can't he? I don't know, mate. Maybe give, <laughs> give, give me the job. You got influencers in here. <laughs> the view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I mean, Connor, we don't want to put all the blame on Silver, but it does effect- effectively fall down on a manager. But this is this is bigger than Marco Silver, this issue, isn't it? Like, this is a club issue. How the club is, you know, run effectively. How they, you know, appoint managers. How they go about replacing managers. Because I'll be honest with you, my opinion, they haven't sacked Silver after the Burnley game because they've got no one on a shortlist. That that's my only, um, mm. like reason and opinion behind it. They've, you know, it's still obviously early days in the season, but the more it goes on, the more you're going to be threatened by relegation. He's got two weeks now. Okay, there's an international break to sort this out, but you know, brands and stuff like that. Surely you've got to take some part of the blame as well. Yeah, and I think it sort of comes down from the top as well now. Where as Mark said earlier. If he sacks him, say like, if it happened this week, the stigma then of Everton becoming a sacking club sticks with managers and it's like, well, I might go there for six months and I'll get a payoff, but I'm not going to get time to implement it. Whereas 
ever since Mashiri took control in the stake, it's been, well, I've got this project now where there'll be a manager in charge. That starts now, say like last year, and it's still in charge when the stadium comes. But there's there's no one in like in world football, as you say, by like Guardiola, who's going to get that time to build a team because he's the only one who's got the money to do it. Klopp's done it, but they've spent billions as much. Uh, Million, sorry, as much as they want to ignore it and stuff like but that. But he was getting results along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, do you know what I mean? That, yeah, that, that, I don't think that, he had four defeats in a row. That's ever. what I mean. I don't think there's like outside of the elite managers who who sort of can change things around on the fly. Eddie Howe is bigged up as like, oh, he can do this, but he's had like ten winless runs in the past two seasons back to back. He doesn't really change. He's the next progressive one. And then I, I can't really pick anyone else out bar that who can do something like that. But to go back to Everton, then yeah, like. The transfer window, as much as I was positive about it, I did like we did miss out on another senior striker. We did miss out on a centre half as like a third option behind Mina and Keane. So that's Brands' fault, but it's not like he doesn't. He's equipped the team, sort of give Silver what the club has allowed him to work with, and now he's got to get results out of that. It's 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 a domino effect from the top. Where if the money wasn't there, then we didn't get we didn't sign the players we wanted to sign. Therefore, the manager's going to be hamstrung coming into the season. So if that needs to change, I don't like like they're not gonna sack brands, are these on the board? Like Mashiri's not gonna walk away, he controls the whole thing, so it ends up being the manager and he's the fall guy. You can't sack the players. So that's it. I mean, Mark, the biggest worry for me is not even like the fact that we've we're starting to concede from set pieces again. It's 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 just a lack of fight within Silver. I like anytime we go go behind, we we haven't come back to, to win a game. Like I'm not saying I want him like going nuts on the touchline, but I, I wanna Bit of energy, you want a, a bit of fight from them, you know, motivating the players. You know, if, you, if you're one nil down with 15, 20 minutes to go, and you're, well, I don't know, um, keen, Moise Keen, and you, you you look over to the touchline and you just see Silver with his arms crossed, it doesn't really fill you with confidence, does it? I think that some managers are like that, and some aren't, aren't they? I think the player has to have that within him himself, don't they? I mean, so not is it what's the status if once we go one nil down we don't win, do we? That's what I mean. We haven't never came so, back on the silver. Sure, the players have got to take some responsibility in that, haven't they? There's no fight within them, is there? Um see because I heard I hear blues talking about passion or oh, where's the passion and all that. I it's not even about passion for me, it's about good football. Where's the good football? Do you know what I mean? Let's put that together first before the passion and I'm like, right. So going back to brands, what you've just said, then he said when he came in. This is a long-term project, and if you want overnight success, I'm not your man, go and get someone else. So he's identified that it's going to be at least three or four years because they've come in, and him and Silver have come in last summer and took over a mess that had built up over four or five years, from Martinez to Cumin to Allardyce to even going back to Martinez. It, it, it was a collective build-up of rubbish that accumulated to the fact that we got rid of 34 players from the club this summer, whether that's first team or under 23 we'd collected that much we were able to get rid of a lot of them and there's still more to go next summer so I get that That so for me they do get a bit of time um, and but so does Brands obviously he's get, Brands is going to get time but if he's the one in charge of this plan then mm. effectively that kind of pushes Silver out the way if, if yeah, he's losing results I, I, think, he's, games, I think in the short term he sort of fails at Silver a bit but if the long term plan is actually we're going to wait for Zuma because he's the one we want and we won't but we won't get him until next year so we're just going to wait i.e. you know what, what Klopp's done with Van Dijk he didn't just go and spend that money on anyone else then he said no I'm going to wait for him whether we think Zuma's 
the man or not is irrelevant. If they think he's the man and that's who they want and they're waiting, fine. But short term, that's left us exposed a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and they should have had some cover lined up, not go for Marcus Rojo on transfer deadline day. They should have had a, a, a somebody else uh, on loan or whatever until uh, until that moment arises where they can get the main target. Same with the striker in a, in a way. You know, we needed some goals and some experience. And by all accounts, he went to Juventus for Mandzukic uh, and ended up with Moise Keane. So it, it you know that. Alarms me a little bit is that in the in where's the planning in that mm. you didn't even go for him. Well, I was going to ask you what what is the thinking behind him because we know what the plan is. You know, buy young potential, mm-hmm. exciting players with the you know sell on value because we know the club doesn't make anything commercially um, off the pitch. So that's how we that's how I've made the money over what the past fifty years. We, we know that. Um, so Keen coming in, obviously again he's been he's very young. He's not he's not getting the service that he. You know he's obviously craving, um, but he's not a prolific. He's not been a prolific goal scorer, has he? For Juventus, I know he scored a couple, but he hasn't even barely played. Like, what's the thinking behind signing a nineteen-year-old forward like that? So now maybe obviously just seen him as potential, haven't they? Um, but right now, what our forward line didn't need was potential. I, if we got him and a proven striker, had been made up. Yeah. But we've just got him adding to the fact that we don't score goals anyway. So effectively, just another Dominic Carvert Lewin, yeah, but with who could be yeah, yeah, a lot he, better, and but. even younger. So you've got two young forwards, and you're getting to the point where you can't call Carvert Lewin young anymore. He's 22, and he's got to he's got to he's got to finalise his game now. Um, I'm not sure he will. You know, I'm not a hater of him, but I also think he's not a natural goal scorer. But Maybe with someone next to him, like we were going back to before, but that that could have been resolved in the summer with a with a proven goal scorer from somewhere. Um, Manzukic might have worked for us actually, having that sort of target in the box and someone fading off him. Do you know what I mean? But did he stay at UV? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, he so probably can, just didn't want to come, did he? <laughs> probably not. So Brands has to be given time. Whether we think he's failed silver short term now or not, yeah. he, he, he said this is going to take a long time, and and and. And we've got to go with that, haven't we? And my other point with Brands is that the director of football was brought in in Marcel Brands to 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 have some longevity and continuity. So if a manager does get sacked, actually the plans don't change. A new coach comes in, and we carry on with the plan that the director of football's put yeah. in place. So you can see the next manager being someone that Marcel Brands wants. Yeah, it'll be his choice, won't it? Being a head coach sort of role, yeah, yeah. won't it? Um, I seen the only one that's excited me so far, if Silver went, is 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 Ten Hag, because I think he fits Brand's philosophy brilliantly. But I don't know if he'll aim higher than Everton at the moment. You know what mm. I mean? If he was to leave Ajax, money might talk, Brands might talk, but he's the only one that I've looked at at the moment and thought he could fit into Everton. Young coach knows the Ajax way, knows the brand's way, has the philosophy of bringing you through and developing them. And I mean, look what he's done for Frankie de Jong and, you know, the, whoever else has moved on in the summer. So I can see that being an exciting sort of project, but um, I just think we'd be back to square one second, Silver, now and getting another sort of... Yeah, you'd have to reset the clock again, though. You're saying, like, let's again. give another two windows, you know what I mean? Um, 
Connor Mark mentioned about the you know the players that they've got to stand up and be counted for as well. So you know what players are we looking at? Obviously all of them, <laughs> but you know certain individuals so who are going to be leaders and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Who yeah. are on the pitch and get us three points. Do you mean like ragging the game and dragging us through it or just like yeah. pointing out like yeah. you're rubbish and you're rubbish? Well, either way, they're all rubbish <laughs> at the minute, aren't they? <laughs> I only think we've got one match winner in our squad and that's Richarlison. Like he's the only one who I think is going to like pick a game up and mm. score two and bag it. In terms of leaders on the pitch, Pickford is the only one and even he goes west at times and he can't be bothered. Coleman to spend and he doesn't really lead. He, he used to lead by example but he doesn't now because his legs have gone. Like they officially are gone and... I agree. He do, he's, he's, he's hamstringing us as well. Fabian Delph, remember that video from Bournemouth saying everyone's asleep or whatever he said exactly. <laughs> Maybe wasn't like safe t- to say what he said, but <laughs> even he can't like, stand up for himself now because someone will just say, well, you've been rubbish since Wolves, so I don't know what you're on about. Mm. You couldn't get a game for City until you played left-back, so don't start giving me jib. Mm. Who, el- who else is in the squad by that? I think Yeti Mina could be, but I think he's another one who's lead by example and... Again, he's not gonna do that until maybe he learns a bit more like stronger English, and that's it. I, I can't, I can't pick anyone else. There's no one, no one on the bench who inspires me to, to pick the team up and say, well, you're crap. Not even Ferguson or Bowen Morty. You know what I mean? And they're coaches, and I don't think they have any influence in picking the squad up. We are lost without a leader, and I don't think getting rid of Jagielka was like, oh, well, that's a problem because he's our captain. He was never a leader as a captain anyway. He was, he was always an a really good defender and a nice fella wasn't getting the referee's face and screaming shout was he but that was always our problem but we haven't had that for years like I as I keep saying we've, we haven't got a leader in the squad now if we get beat against West Ham he's going to stand up and say well you need to sort yourself out and you need to sort yourself out there's no one there's absolutely no one well West Ham's obviously um, a week on Saturday away I mean we'll, we'll finish we'll finish off now but the, um, the last time we had somewhat of a break um, then we went into the Cardiff game and Liverpool game. Silver kind of turned it around from poor form, didn't he? Can you can you see that happening? Can you can you see him working with the players when they come back from international break? No, in that, time that, that wasn't got... an international break, was it? That no, was no, because it was, of we didn't. We were in the cup, stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, so we had time to work with the whole squad for two mm. weeks, whereas now loads of them are going to be getting back Thursday, Friday. So this is a negative in. thing. Then the international. I think break. I, 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 it's 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 an either here nor there, is it? Because um, as I say, most of them are away on international duty, and like Richarlison, I mean, I won't get back to no, it's a late because they've gone to Asia. I think yeah. the pair of them, but we have to play Yerimina because uh, we've got no one else, and that's where I'm always with this balance on Aquid Silver at the moment. He, whether Keane and Mina are playing well or not, he, he, Holgate can't play, he's not good enough. So we've got two centers that I have to pick from, and if they're not playing well, you, you, they're getting played again the next week. Um, so no, I don't think we have time to sort of work on something, which makes me think that I'm already sort of predicting the lineup for West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? We we, we can't. We're not going to wait till January and say Silva's going to do this. We can't. We can't even wait till um, Gabamon comes back because we don't know when he's going to be back. Gomez is not going to be fully fit for probably another couple of weeks, so he's got to find a way, at least. West Ham, because if he gets beat against West Ham, then you'd have to say that. Yeah, the it's a game on the we lost at home last year, isn't it? Playing sort of how we're playing yeah. now. Yeah, I remember that game. Resembles what we're doing now. Um, 
Well, just as you're going through the squad before, I like I, I like Pickford. Pickford's not the the biggest problem at the moment, is he? Does he, he does he's probably bailed us out a few times. Yeah, actually. he did the early uh, games of the season. He yeah. did some match winning saves. I totally agree with Connor Coleman's gone. I'm gutted because I, I loved Seamus Coleman, but there's no sort of you know empathy from my side now. It's it's gives Sadibia run in the side. Let's see what he can do. Your two centre halves picked themselves. Luca Dean's been found out massively defensively lately. Really like. Poor in mm. a way defensively. We know what he can do going forward, and he's he's got some real good quality going forward. But no cover though from the left hand no, side. No, no, no. Well. I'll give him that. But it, it is literally just knock and run past him at the moment, isn't mm. it? We've talked Schneider and we've talked Sigurdsson. We've talked strikers, uh, and and like you say, off the bench is a bit uninspiring, isn't it? Walcott, Tolson, Davis. It's like okay, so. Rather not make a show at that, at that point. And there you go, and that's why I've uh, that that's why half of me still goes back to oh, well, if I was silver, I'd be struggling at the moment as well. Do you know what I mean? But I think from his point of view, he just has to try it, and then he can hold his hands up and say, "That's all I've got. I've tried four, three, three, or five, four, four. I've tried everything here. Every player's got to go, and no one's responding because they're not good enough. That's all I've got. But at the moment, everyone's going." Marco, you're playing four, two, three, one with Sigurdsson and a ten and a nice lead striker. That's why we don't score goals. Do you know what I mean? To so try something different and at least get meaner and keen and the team ten yards deeper so people can't run in behind us. We might still have the set piece problem, but at least stop teams running in behind us and getting and getting goals that way. Do you know what I mean? So West Ham, it is a must-win game, but it is a massive game because I think. Imagine if they go one 0 up in the first ten minutes. Goodison's going to be toxic, mm, yeah. absolutely toxic. Um, West Ham could wipe the floor with us, and then that, that, like you say, that might be game over. Then, might not Effectively, yeah. That's why he's got to take each game as it comes. Like I've, I've got that, the fixtures here, like West Ham, Brighton, Watford, and the next three. But it's pointless even looking at Brighton and Watford, isn't it? Because yeah. you know you lose against West Ham. Even a draw is not really that good, is it? No. Like you would have to say, well, win, we? it's got it's got to be a win. I think West Ham could sort of suit us. I think they might come at us. You know what I mean? They are. I, good, see, I thought that they're a good because uh, going forward, anyone I think who gives us a chance, we if we yeah. take it early, that's that's always been our problem. I think under Silver, if we score early, I can't think of like many times where we've lost the game or thrown it away. If we bag inside the first fifteen minutes, we usually go on and win the game. Yeah. But we haven't done that this season yet. I think if he did that, what weeks at the, we'll be fine. But as Mark said, if we go one nil down, and we can't overcome this not winning game from coming behind under silver, it's game over Monday morning. Well, okay. we'll finish off with your gut feeling then. West Ham, West Ham is oh the, um, I know it's, it's probably an impossible question to ask because anything could happen over the next ten days. But um, do we win against West Ham? As I stand, I'm sorry, as I sit here now with our feelings at the moment. Um, no, <laughs> I can't. Bye, Marco. <laughs> yeah, I can't see it. The only way I'd have any positivity going in the game is if, like we said, we've picked up the team sheet and we see that actually he's gone two up front today. We're trying something different. He's going to go for it. We'll have some chances, try and get in the box, get people in the box, score goals. If I pick it up at half 11 and it's 4 2 3 1 seconds and stuff, I think we'll get beaten. I think he's written his own P45. Do you agree with that, Connor? As much as ne- as negative as, as I am negative about them, I and mean, I can't see them, I, I can't see nice. where we win the game. No, mm. like I can, I can see the battles that we win to get the points. You'd like to think West Ham would think we're there for the taking, so would that that's be a what, bit that, more attacking. That's what and I mean. I, th- I think Pellegrini sort of like, as a good manager, he does sort of fall into that complacency trap of where 
he will, I think, look at us and go, well, they're a wounds animal. We can beat these easy today, three or four nil. That gets a bit of um, back up, like support back up him after they've lost to Palace there. And But if you ask to ask me a result now, I'd probably say a draw, to be honest. I'd probably say a 1-1. What do you think? I'm contemplating not even going the game, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know what I think. Um, I think if we, if we lose, then he's gone. He's definitely gone. But again, whether they're going to take this time this two-week period to draw up some sort of a shortlist, contacting agents, contacting uh, people, because you, you've got to really, haven't you? You, have to be you, doing you, it you can't get where they got with uh, with the uns worth in, like 100, mm, it was meant, yeah. yeah. meant to be three weeks and it was eight weeks. Yeah. It can't be that. So I think it would be, you know, the next two to three weeks, you know, a, a period of shortlisting, unfortunately behind Silver's back. Um, and then if if we win, then he's probably he'll stay. I think he, you know he's he's going to be there for at least another week, um, and then just just take each game as it comes. Um, I seriously hope he can do it. Like obviously because we want Everton to win. We I think even the fans who who want him gone, which want us to want us to beat West Ham, do you know what I mean? Um, but effectively, you know, get beat in the cup against Watford. He needs to try and get there first, doesn't he? I think if he can get to that well, game, I mean. if he can get yeah, to that yeah. game and win, yeah. he'll. Big up, get up a bit yeah, more support. No, abso- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But if we, even if we go out to that, the season's effectively over, really. Yeah, because yeah. as, as we sit here now, the season's not irretrievable, is it? It's not like it's gone. You know, two or three results and you you are back sort of in the top six. And we're one result away here from the quarterfinals of the League Cup. So it, it's not irretrievable, but he's got he's got to do it now. There's no more like if some butts after West yeah. Ham or if some butts after... It's now, this is it. This is your chance now to put, put a few results together. Bide yourself some time until January to try and get a couple of signings in and stuff. If he goes and we haven't got a long-term plan for the next manager, I think they'll just bring in someone like Moise again. Till, I think it will be Moise, you know. Till, till the summer, yeah, until yeah. they sort things out. Yeah. Um, I think it will be Moise. So, it's a stopgap. Nah, I'll give I'll give me to hope if that's the case. So we'd, we'd, we'd be going back two years, four years, whatever, isn't it? Just back to square one again. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what an absolutely pleasant... <laughs> conversation that all was <laughs> well hopefully it'll change in the coming weeks you never know I hate being you, you know me I, I look at the positives and everything I hate being negative but you've, you're just so frustrated yeah. at the moment it's like you've got to look at the the realistic situation yeah, you've got that to be we're 18th whether it's only 8 games or not um, something's got to change if a manager keeps losing football matches mm. then okay it's only 4 but you know but no one really su- really survives 5 do they no not really it's one of them. I, no, like, that's as I agree with you. I <laughs> got, do. Got friends who just go. You just got to go. Like Sachem, you know. Even when we get the new manager in, it always seems to be a boost. Like it always happens, which it does. But again, it's it's short term thinking, and you yeah. want You want to get away from that. But you've got to see evidence from Silver. Yeah. Silver alone now because he's on his own. Really, obviously. I mean, the players. You've got to see from the players as well. But he's not going to get reinforcements till January. We don't know when Gomez is going to be fully fit. We don't know when Gabamon's going to be back. Um, you know. Effectively, when they're back and you know Delph and all that, there's is you would say like you said before, there's is you know strongest midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like to see him survive until then and see what he can do with yeah. with that three. Just before we got to remembered as well, he lost his trusted right hand man in the summer as well, didn't he? Yeah, the assistant. He's gone on to start wonders at. Um, <laughs> you think the top are the above Benfica? I did read something about that, like Silva's uh, missing his right hand man so or so, something yeah, like that. So so's just being the one who's been taking it, saying and doing that. We've lost them. Or Bo Morty in. And this guy's gone on and he's like above Benfica and Porto and everything in the league at the moment. So 
again it's a period of, of adjustments in that sense so there's, there's 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 lots going on and lots that has gone on against them um but that's the nature of the beast in the Premier League, and the, the the manager will be the fall guy. Has he um, always been with him? The assistant, yeah, yeah. right from yeah. this, at this team since Olympiacos, yeah. and he's gone on to be a manager rather than assistant. He's gone to take his to uh, club, from, yeah. for Melico or whatever it is, and they're, they're on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him in. <laughs> <laughs> Let the wrong man go. <laughs> oh lads, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Um, all right, well that's it for your fan view from <laughs> a Gladys Street fan podcast. <laughs> Um, Mark, thanks for, for coming on. Thank and Connor, you. thanks for coming on. We'll be back with the fan podcast next Wednesday. Um, we'll be recorded next Wednesday. It'll be um, put out on the Thursday ahead of uh, West Ham. I appreciate you all listening. Thanks very much. You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.